0: Obesity affects every aspect of a person's life from health to relationship. Jane Veller Mitchell. Welcome to the Living at Your Finest podcast, a podcast devoted to helping communities of color to live at your finest holistic health by being empowered to nourish your bodies, mind and spirit so you can flourish as a whole, vibrant, and healthy champion. I'm your host, Dr. Babalola, aka Dr. Babs. I'm a board-certified family physician, lifestyle medicine and obesity medicine specialist, and the blessed founder of my holistic wellness company called Living at Your Finest, where I serve as a wellness strategist. Have you struggled with your holistic health, buddy? mind and spirit? Maybe manifesting true ways of chronic fatigue, being discouraged, or just feeling disconnected. Imagine constantly being whole, vibrant, and healthy with information that can transform your life and allow you to triumph holistically. Well, search no more. This podcast is just for you. Together, we can triumph in this journey of holistic health as my guest and I share lessons learned from our personal health journeys using the principles of lifestyle medicine in an exciting framework, fun, fundamental, and faith-based. So I hope you're ready for some candid dialogue. Greetings, Living at Your Finest Health Champions. Welcome to another episode of the Living at Your Finest podcast show. I'm always excited to be with you to talk about relevant topics. Now, today is World Obesity Day. Now, what does that mean? It means that we have a day to acknowledge that obesity is a disease. It is not what we used to think in the past where it was a character fall, that it was just people that decided to overeat, and if they were more disciplined, they would not have the problem With weight. But contrary to that, there's been tons of research that have shown that it's a complex situation and it's a whole lot more than just eating less and exercising more. So we get to acknowledge that. We get to bring awareness to our community. So that's what we celebrate on this particular day by empowering everyone to. Pay closer attention to what they say, how we say it, and how we live our lives. So thank you all for tuning in. As always, I acknowledge your presence, I acknowledge your support, and I hope that I continue to provide value in each of these episodes. So today, what are we going to be talking about? More in-depth. We're going to talk about the words that we speak and how it matters and how we can decrease the epidemic slash pandemic of obesity because it's on the rise, it's suddenly on the rise. So we need to find a way that we can all be part of the solution to decrease the ever rampant increase of obesity amongst individuals. Obesity results from the interaction of a person's physiology with an environment that promotes it. So successful prevention efforts must be smart, scientific, multifaceted, and evidence-based. Suddenly, if our physiology and environmental influences are so heavily reflective in the way obesity is managed, then we need to stop the bias. We need to stop the discrimination and the stigma that is held around obesity. Now, what do I mean by that? Does it mean that it's okay to have a chronic disease? Or do I mean that we should not try and correct things? No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the fact that we should correct these condition, just like you would correct high blood pressure because it's a chronic disease or diabetes or rheumatoid arthritis or Alzheimer's, you would treat it with passion. It's the same way obesity needs to be treated with passion. So we need to start from a place of love and not derogative words, terminology. So not calling people obese or saying that obese person, we can say the person with obesity because just because they have obesity does not define who they are. So that's the first place to start, to start from a place of love and support, understanding that it's a complex situation and it needs multiple aspects to to start the healing process. There's no environment that strives on hatred and blame. And guilt because that's what people that have obesity suffer with. Now, I recall when I was in college that I was considered thick and I wouldn't want to eat in the midst of suddenly family members because I felt they would always just make fun of me. And that began to give me this buddy image and buddy shame that I started hiding to eat. And then I went into this intense exercise until I lost the weight. That was not a healthy way to lose weight. So we have to pay attention to the language and what we say to each other. Remember that there are lots of psychological influences on obesity. For instance, it could be intergenerational and hereditary risk, psychology and mental health. We can have a lot of digestive microbiomes that we find play a role. Now, surprisingly, pharmacotherapy, where patients are on medication for something else and it's leading them to gain weight. Like pragmisol is one of those when they're on steroids, can lead people to gain weight. Or if they are if they are diabetic, if they have diabetes on insulin can lead to weight gain. So all these things need to be taken into consideration. Now, when it comes to addressing treatment, then we need to focus on the aspect that is needed by the patient. So we have four main pillars for taking care of patients with obesity. We have what we call the prescription nutrition plan. We have physical activity. We have behavioral modification that deals with sleep stress, also risky substances. And then we have the treatment and the treatment could either be medication or surgical. All of these Treatment modalities play a significant role in the healing of patients with obesity. Other treatment modalities that we should take into consideration is our environment. If we are ready to make changes, then we need to advocate for our environment. If you're in a workplace that just serves unhealthy food, that is a trigger. I know that I've had to have conversations with my kids, um, church ministers, that They should not reward kids with candy (laughs) because in my family, we're already sweet toots and our triggers is if we're stressed, then we want to eat sugar because our brain has been wired to get pleasure out of just sugary substances. So we need to be very careful and on alert when it comes to that. So our environment, schools as well, having healthy foods, physical activity and advocating for positive body image. We are all wonderfully and fearfully made and we all come in different shapes and sizes. Now the focus, of course, should be healthy weight, but we all cannot be a size two. It's not realistic. And we shouldn't even need to want to be all size two. We need to make commitments to holding a nationwide nutritional quality standard. All of these matter. Access for all is also very paramount because there's been studies that show that children with excess weight and obesity they grow up to become adults with excess weight or obesity we need to take care of it from the beginning and not say oh it's just baby fat they will outgrow it i know that my husband it's so funny because when he first met me he said when i was a child when i was what did he say again he said he was fat and you know again that's a language that we we need to avoid and we're working on that in my home my kids used to call people fat and they don't do that anymore because they it is insulting so we don't use that language anymore but back to what i was saying about my husband so he will say he said that he was fat when he was young and was wondering, okay, how is that relevant? But now I find that, you know, my and because he loved food and he still loves food, he has to be very mindful of what he eats. My, my youngest also loves food and more carbs and sugary stuff. Even though he will eat healthy, he still craves those foods. So for him, we see that it is genetically influenced, but we need to pay attention to the environment, not to foster it. I'm not saying be restrictive, but just be mindful of how much exposure to minimize the impact of weight gain. We need to be able to expand access to a broad range of affordable and accessible weight management options. So it's for everybody. It's not isolated to a certain group it is accessible for everyone. And we de-stigmatize obesity care because we find that, that patients will not want to come and seek treatment because they feel they're going to be charged. I remember a patient that was over 400 pounds and she did not want to seek medical attention because she was so troubled by the way she had been insulted that she was too fat and she needed to lose weight before they could even consider knee surgery so we need to make sure that we make our if you have somebody that suffers with obesity in your home or it might be you Be gentle with the words that you say to yourself. Be kind to yourself. It's not your fault. I already told you that obesity is a complex matter. It's physiology. It's biology. It's not you. It's all these forces that you have to fight and you can't do it by yourself. You need a team of people to support you. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the Living at Your Finest podcast. My hope is that as you have been informed, you will be transformed as you take actionable steps to triumph at living at your finest. Body, mind, and spirit, you'll be whole, vibrant, and healthy champion. For more in-depth content on best practices to ensure that you live at your finest daily, please join me on Facebook and YouTube. At the Living at Your Finest with Dr. Babs, where we can learn together. Hashtag healthier together. Friendly reminder to subscribe on iTunes if you haven't done so already. Share the podcast within your circle of influence and please leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. On another note, my goal on this podcast show is to empower, educate, and encourage you to live at your finest. The words and other content provided here, either by me or by my guest, are not intended as medical advice and do not reflect those of the organizations that we are employed or affiliated with. Always consult your healthcare provider for your specific needs. Now let's get back to today's episode. So why does our weight matter? It really matters for several reasons. It affects our health. And even though it affects us differently, it is something that we need to pay close attention to. There's tons of studies that show that the more weight that our body carries, especially around the mid-waist area, leads to a lot of health-related problems and can decrease a quality of life. So finding and treating health conditions early is the best way to optimize our health. And of course, maintaining a healthy weight is the first step to take. Some of the chronic conditions that we can refer to will be type 2 diabetes, which is a chronic condition that requires regular monitoring of the person's sugar because it's elevated due to insulin resistance. High blood pressure as well. The more weight that we gain, we we'll put an extra pressure on the vessels. And when the arteries have all that strain, then there's the resistance for the blood to flow adequately and subsequently leading to heart disease, congestive heart failure, and the list goes on and on. So it is, it behooves us to pay closer attention. And actually, if this is something that is a concern for you or a family member, not to feel judged by it, but to take the first step to find a compassionate physician that will help you. Don't delay any further. Don't let the words of people around you affect you. Know that you're not that you're not in this alone and you can make it. Now a BMI is where we calculate basal metabolic index, calculate your weight against your your height. It varies from race to race. For African Americans in particular, we have strong big bones. So that number serves as a guide, shouldn't be the only thing that you look at. When we talk about the numbers, it really should be between 18 to 24.9 considered normal weight. Anything less than that is underweight and anything above 25 to 29 is considered all overweight and anything over 30 begins to break it into class of obesity. So. You have class one, class two, and class three. Other parameters that we use to measure or give an assessment of your health status is a waist circumference. And so that also varies because depending on ethnic groups, we all have different frames, body frame. So it's not one size fit all. But generally speaking, a waist circumference for a female should be less than 35 inches. For men, it should be less than 40 inches, and that's for generally African-Americans. For Asians, it should be much less than that. What are the general guidelines we should pay attention to? How many calories are we having a day? Are we having physical activity? Are we label readers, making sure that we're not eating a lot of sodium? And the way we can minimize how much sodium we're having is eating out. It's estimated that 40 to 50% of every dollar spent on food is spent eating outside the house. So when we can cut back on that, that will minimize not just the calories, but also the sodium. That can ultimately lead to heart disease. Of course, the sugar that has no nutritional value Plays a significant role in inflammation and ultimately weight gain and insulin resistance. We need to generally avoid diets because they can, they're not sustainable. You've heard me talk about this time and time again. We need to eat slowly and drink more water. We need to be mindful when we're eating because when we're mindful, we're eating less calories, and we're savoring the food and enjoying the quality of the food. We need to eat plenty of fiber that comes from fruits and veggies and high fiber starches. That is what keeps us full and keeps us from crashing from the frequent sugar sugary meals that we eat. Always have a shopping grocery list when you go and shop in the outer aisle of the grocery store. So tons of tips to ensure that you stay healthy, but the important thing, it doesn't happen overnight. You get up and you start again. If you fall, it's not all or nothing. So as we come to a close, my dear health champions, understand how weight impacts your health and the benefit of weight management. It's also important to get your team together. If you have people around you that are insultive and not supportive, have that conversation with them and let them know they truly love you, that they would help you and not add to the blame. I want you to remember that you're not to blame. It's a complex situation and you can begin your wellness journey. Incorporate activities that will make you feel better about yourself. And as you find your healthcare provider that has experience with treating patients with obesity, you can expect to have conversations about daily eating and physical activity habits, your type of weight management options, as we talked about, your personal stress level review, current medications, just to make sure you're not on medicines that are currently contributing to your weight gain. And if you are, there's... There should be conversations about which one to adjust. Ex- ex- expect that you would also expect that you would also get some basic labs and your vitals checked, and possibly a referral to a dietitian or a nutritionist just to take a deeper dive into your treatment option. I truly appreciate you, my community of health champions. Thanks for hanging out with me until the end. I hope this episode has inspired with tons of information that you can implement. And see those significant changes in your life. So my ask today is to identify one action step that you would explore this week. Today is World Obesity Day. And maybe it's time for you to take this challenge. The challenge where you pledge to take your weight matters more seriously by understanding the first step of your weight and how it impacts your health and also finding that healthcare provider and using the toolkit that is available on the obesity care providers page. I want you to know that you deserve to live at your finest because you are certainly worth it. I hope to see you in another episode. Take care and God bless.